It was such a blessing to um, be a part of Christina's baptism um, this past Sunday. And I know Kiki had to edit the film, but you know what that film didn't show was that it was high tide that day. And that, you know, when the waves broke, the smaller ones were about my height. The larger ones were about two to three feet higher than that. And, you know, we got smashed. And what it didn't show is I had a bad knee. So I said, hey, Mako, man, you got to help me. And so we're out there in the water. And Mako sees this big wave coming. So he just rushes over to me. And he grabs me. So he Boom, we get hit, and Mako's holding on to me, kind of like a secret serviceman protecting the president. But then the, uh, the, as strong as the waves hit us, the pull back to the ocean was equally as strong. And so I'm getting yanked back out there. So he's grabbing my shirt, you know, preventing me from being pulled out. And then when we baptized Christina, one of the hard things, you know, I'm trying to pick her up because I see this big wave coming. And you know, she couldn't get up because she's trying to get up this way, and the pull is pushing her back that way. And so, once again, we got hit again. But as I was thinking about it, that's a beautiful picture of community, right? Because we are going to get hit by waves. We are going to get tossed and turned, and we're going to try to, Satan's going to try to pull us out to sea. But you have the Christian community. You have brothers and sisters surrounding you, holding you up, watching out for those big waves and said, you know what, if those big waves come, don't worry. I got you. I got you. But you know, one of the things that I think is the most detrimental to Christian community is the spirit of being judgmental. The spirit of being hypercritical of one another. That does not build up community. That destroys community. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Is how do we deal with our own judgmental attitudes? Because all of us have that a part of us. But, you know, there could be no more destructive force than being hypercritical or judgmental. Whether it's in the Christian community here, whether it's in your relationships, at home, at work, or wherever, it's a destructive force. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And this is what Kent Hughes says. Um, He says, there is nothing more ungodly than a critical spirit. Nothing more unchristlike than false righteousness that is always looking for something wrong in something else, in someone else. And in Matthew 7, 1, Jesus continues his um, talk on the Sermon on the Mount, and he says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. Now, I think this is one of another part of the Sermon on the Mount that very, very misunderstood. Because a lot of people say, oh, they look at all of these things that are going on the wor- in the world, and they don't want to confront evil. They don't want to confront bad behavior. Why? They say, oh, okay, the Bible says do not judge. That's not what Jesus is talking about. Because as disciples of Jesus Christ, we do have an obligation to exercise critical judgment. We don't even like to tell people when they've got a piece of mustard on the side of their face because you don't want to... Um, uh, insult them or make them feel bad. I remember one time I was working at my old church and I had a shirt like this and I was in a rush and I came and I wore it inside out. A shirt like this. I went through the entire day and nobody told me that my shirt was inside out until I finally went to my hairdresser. I had hair back then. And, um, you know, she said, Dave, 
you know your shirt is inside out? And I go, what? So I go back to the office and go, why didn't you guys tell me my shirt was inside out? I could have been walking all over the place. And they was, oh, I'm sorry, we didn't want to make you feel embarrassed. Well, I was embarrassed when I found out that other people knew I had my shirt inside out. But isn't that like us? We don't, we're not, we're so against criticizing people because we don't want to hurt their feelings, right? That is not what Jesus is saying. But when he says do not judge, he's referring that we refrain from being hypercritical or being condemning. It's when we put ourselves over somebody else to say we are better than them. And there's a world of difference between being discerningly critical, which we are supposed to be when we see somebody's behavior or whatnot. We need to point that out if their behavior is not living according to scriptures. But there's a difference between being discerningly critical and um, hypercritical, and the difference is love. When some, when we are to show discerning discernment in our criticisms of others, it's because we love that other person. It's because we see a behavior in that other person that might be harmful, and we approach them in love. Having a hypercritical um, spirit is you're just being critical for being critical's sake, and you just like being. Critical. Maybe you think you're above them. Maybe you think you're better than them. Maybe your self-esteem is low. So if I can knock them down a few notches, then I'll feel good about myself. But the difference between the two of those is love. And I'm sure all of us have been had constructive criticism that was born out of love. And even though sometimes it's not easy to hear those things, you know, you say thank you. Thank you for telling us that. But then we've also been on the other side of criticism where it was harsh, it was sharp, it wasn't loving, and it made us feel like, made us feel defeated as a person. Instead of building us up, it tore us down. And Jesus is saying that we should not have that attitude. When we confront somebody, they should leave feeling built up and not torn down. I mean, parents, how many times have we done that to our children? Spouses, how many times have we done that um, to our husbands and wives or or, our friends, right? Instead of being built up, they feel deflated. And that's something that I had to work on as a father, you know, especially when it came to sports. Because, you know, I, you know, when you're sitting there and you're, Michael does something and after the game you hear these words coming out and in my brain is saying, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. But then it comes out. And then I see his face and I go, what did I say? What did I say? And then I'd have to apologize to Michael. But I know, I know, I know. He's going to remember those words for the rest of his life. Why? Because I remember the words my father told me, the hurtful words. I still, could, I still remember them. I forgive him for that, but I could still remember them. And that's the difference between constructive criticism and hypercriticism. Hypercriticism destroys. And Jesus says we don't want to do that. And he goes on. To even push this point even further. He said, for in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the same measure you used, it will be judged, measured to you. Remember last week we were talking about um, the, the, the uh, 
Christians, the believers' judgment, that all of us who believe in Jesus Christ, the Bible says that we will all have to go and stand before the judgment seat of Christ to be judged on our works, whether, whether they were good or whether they were bad. And this is what Jesus is talking about. He's saying that, number one, there's only one judge, and that's Jesus Christ. But the way you judged other people is the way you are going to be judged when you stand before Jesus Christ. So how many of us in our prayers ask Jesus, God, I hope you judge me the way I judge my fellow brothers and sisters. Have any of you said that prayer? Jesus, I just pray and I hope that you judge me on that day like I judge my spouse, as I judge my children, as I judge my co-workers. Of course not. Why? We know how we judge people. But what Jesus is saying is you think you're getting away with something the same way you judge others is the same way that you will be judged when you come before me on that final day. Romans 2, 1, the Apostle Paul says, You therefore have no excuse, you who pass judgment on someone else. For what, at whatever point you judge another, you are condemning yourself because you who pass judgment do the same thing. So basically what Jesus is, uh, Paul was saying here, the same thing Jesus was saying. When you judge other people, when you sit in the place of God and start judging their motives and actions, he goes, you are condemning yourself. Because that's the same way that you're going to be judged. And then he goes on to say in verse 2, 3, so when you, a mere human being, pass judgment on them and yet do the same things, do you think you will escape God's judgment? This is even worse. This is, um, Paul is saying, hey, you guys who judge other people and you do the same things, do you think you are going to escape God's judgment? And he's saying here that there are times when we judge other people when we do the exact same thing. We do the exact same things. And Jesus goes on in verse 3. It says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eyes and pay no attention to the plank in your own eyes? Some of you says instead of speck, it says splinter. Instead of plank, it says log. But this is just a ridiculous statement that Jesus is trying to show us how um, ridiculous it is when we judge others. Because he says that you have a plank or you have this log in your own eye, right? And it's just that, okay, of course, if you have this log in your own eye, how can you see? You can't see anything. And you don't even know you have this log. But then he also says, but you're so interested in a splinter or a piece of that same log in your brother's eye. And so what Paul was saying is, you know, if you have the log of pride in your eye, this is you. You're walking around with this big log in your eye of pride. And then there's a splinter that falls off, a little splinter of pride. And you see that in your brother and sister. He says, you're so concerned about that little splinter in your brother's and sister's eye. And you don't worry or you don't even know that you have this log in your own eye. How ridiculous is that? But that's what Jesus is saying here. Now the question is this. 
when you think about what bugs you and other people, just take a, a few seconds. Think about what bugs you and other people. You know, the things you criticize about other people. I'll put money on that. Those are the same things that you struggle with. Because, you know, what happens is that person becomes a mirror of us. When we see a person doing something that we struggle with, it's reflecting who we are. And we don't like that. It bothers us. It makes us angry. And so pretty much it's coming from this suppressed guilt, right? Think about that. Whenever you see somebody or yourself judging another person, there's a good chance that you are struggling with the same thing. And this is what the Apostle Paul was saying. It's why are you judging others when you do the exact same you know, thing? You know, I was just talking to, um, you know, a fellow brother you know, the other day, and we were talking, and he goes, yeah, it's, it's weird how you could see Christians or disciples of Jesus acting in a way where you even question, are they Christians or not? Because of the way that says so critical, the, the way that they tear down people and judge people. You know, and... And this is what Jesus is saying. He said, how can you, brother, let, how can you say to your brother, let me take that speck out of your own eye, when all the time there was a plank in your own eye? He said, how could you be critical of that little splinter of pride in somebody else's eye when you have a log of pride in your own eye? That's so ridiculous. But you don't even know that you are doing that. So what does Jesus say? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eyes. So the first thing we need to do is take care of our own judgmental attitude. You know, one thing that I've noticed when people behave in a certain way, when this thing starts welling inside of me to make a judgment on their behavior, I always have to remind myself that, you know, everyone has a story. Everyone has a story. So when this person is acting this way in a manner that's causing me to judge them, I have to stop myself and say, okay, what's the story? What's behind that? Because if I knew that, I know that would make me less critical. First, take care of your judgment, judgmental attitude. And a lot of times we can't even see it ourselves. We can't. And so this is why Psalm 39, to pray this, and I've said this before, is so important that you pray this verse when David said, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Nine times out of ten, you don't even see that log. As ridiculous as that might seem, you don't even know you have that log in your eye. It's going to take either God or somebody else to tell you that you've got that log in your eye. But what I, I do this, and God reveals so much to me that I don't even know myself. As I just ask him, I just pray these words as if they were my prayer. And God reveals in a loving way, in a loving way, the things that I need to change in my life. Because whenever I hear this hard, harsh voice condemning me, 
I know that's not from God. Because I know God's voice. And when I pray this uh, prayer, that voice is not a harsh voice. It's not a condemning, judgmental voice. It's a loving and caring voice letting me know that, Dave, I love you, but there's some things in your life that you need to change because you're hurting yourself and you're hurting those around you. And I love you too much to have you continue in this behavior. That's the voice that you should be hearing. So if you are hearing condemnation or anything else, I guarantee you that's not coming from God. That's either coming from Satan or that's coming from you. That is not coming from God. Then ask God to reveal any areas where you are judging others and deal with the underlining issues which cause you to be judgmental. Don't just ask God to give you, oh, okay, I did this, I was judgmental here. Ask God to go deeper. Ask God to go deeper because you, you all have a story too. Just like everybody else has a story, you have a story. What is a story in your life that is causing you to behave in a certain manner? Ask God to reveal that. And then he says, and then you will see more clearly. You will see God more clearly. You will see how God cares about that other person, how God loves that other person. You'll see that more clearly. To remove the speck from your brother's eye. And so the last point here is help your brother or sister in Christ remove the speck in their eye. Okay, as soon as we remove that log, right, out of our own eye, Jesus says that we are to help others in a loving way, in a loving way, remove that speck or splinter from their eyes. Because in their eyes, a little speck could also be a log from their perspective. But we're spo- and how are we supposed to do this? In Galatians 1, 6, 1, the Apostle Paul says, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit disciples, those of us who are brothers and sisters in Christ, should restore that person how? Harshly? Judgmentally? You should condemn them? You should criticize them until they change their ways? No. What he says here is you should restore that person what? Gently. Gently. But watch yourselves or you may also be tempted. Hey, we're not, temp- we're not free from sin. You know, we're not above being attempt, tempted by the same thing that they're struggling with. So we need to watch it when it comes to our judgmental attitude. We're supposed to help our brother and sister in areas where we see that, okay, that I feel God's telling me that um, you need to work on this in your life. And, you know, I'll help you do that. And we're supposed to do that. But we're not supposed to do it with an attitude of harshness or judgment. We're supposed to do it with an attitude of love. And gentleness. So, what's our weekly challenge this week? What I want to do is, us to do is meditate on Matthew seven one to five daily. Read it, read it, read it every single day, because it's so easy for us and even me to come up with a be judgmental when that guy cuts me off on the freeway. Some judgmental thought is coming up. It's so easy for us to do that. What's in the second one? Pray Psalms 139, 23 to 24 every single day. This is what I want you to do. I want you to open your Bibles to Psalm 139, verse 23 to 24, and pray that as your prayer every single day. And then before you judge somebody, ask God to deal with the underlying causes of your judgmental attitude. 
It's going to happen this week. It's probably going to happen this afternoon. Might even happen at Connect Cafe, right? <laughs> You're going to be ready to say something or judge somebody. But before you do that, stop. Stop and ask God to help you deal with the underlying causes of your judgmental attitude. Because the things that bother us about other people, nine times out of ten, at least for me, are the things that I struggle with uh, personally.